Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. The Lord is good, good, good. And all the time, time, time. God is good, good, good. We thank God for this morning. We thank him for his grace. And we thank him for who he is in our lives. Wow. What a wonderful morning. What an amazing morning. And what an awesome morning. Now, we are going to get into the word of the Lord. I want you to prepare yourselves and I want you to prepare your heart. We have been talking about faith. And we have been talking about the fact that um, it is faith that gives expression to prayer. It doesn't matter how much you pray and it doesn't matter how much you fast. If your prayer and fasting is not mixed or accompanied by faith, there is no way it is going to work because faith is what gives expression to prayer. So we've said quite a number of things about faith. We spoke yesterday about the levels of faith and I told you that your level of command is determined by your level of faith. And so it means that you cannot command great things if you have small faith. Little faith can at best command little things. So the level of your faith is what determines the level of your command. A measure of faith commands a measure of results. No faith commands no results. Little faith commands little results. Great faith commands great results. And very great faith commands very great results. So, now, you never receive more than your faith can command. You never receive more than your faith can command. You never receive more than your faith can command. So it is very important for us as children of God to position ourselves to grow our faith. To grow our faith. It is very important for us to grow our faith so that we can command great things. So that our faith can produce great things. Now, so that our faith can bring us great results. So, I didn't finish with that. And I had promised this morning that I was uh, going to continue. I spoke to you about a measure of faith and spoke to you about no faith and um, spoke to you about little faith. Jesus rebuked the wind. And when he rebuked the wind, oh, he said, oh, ye of little faith. After Jesus rebuked the wind, he said, oh, ye of little faith. And so it means that not all things can be commanded or rebuked by little faith. Actually, most things require great faith, you know, to bring it to pass. Now, let me tell you something. It is because of little faith that people are sometimes not able to take the steps that the Lord wants them to take. So many people are being spoken to by the Lord. He gives them a great vision. But they are not able to take steps, the, the necessary steps uh, to bring it to pass because of little faith. Because of little faith. But don't forget this. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you do not exercise faith in all that you do, there is no way you will please God. 
And that means there is no way you are going to enjoy divine presence or have God do things for you. Now, let me talk to you briefly about great faith and then we will get to today's word. In the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13, there is a story of a centurion. Now, I don't think that we will be able to read all the scriptures because I'm, 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 I'm a bit time bound here. So uh, I will just, you know, tell you and elicit the knowledge that, I mean, the, the revelation that we need from it. Now, the Bible says, Jesus entered into Capernaum and there was a centurion who came to plead with him. And when the centurion came to plead with him, it is because the centurion's servant was lying at home and he was tormented. In other words, he was, he was paralyzed. So when he came and spoke to Jesus, Jesus gave him his word. He said, I will come home. I will come and heal your, your servant. And the centurion said to Jesus that he was not worthy that he should come under his, under his roof, but he must only speak the word. He must only speak the word and his servant will be made whole. Now, he said, for I am a man under authority. Oh, Lakute Bali Shaga. He said, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. Just like Jesus marveled at people's unbelief, this one, he marveled at his faith. And he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now listen to this. That's what Jesus said. He, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. I have not found such great faith. Here is a man. His servant is being tormented at home and he hears about Jesus and he goes to Jesus and he asks Jesus to come and heal his servant. And Jesus gives him his word that he was going to heal his servant. And he's like, no, 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 no. He said, I am a man of authority. I'm a man of authority. And I'm also a man under authority. He said, and I say to my servant, go and he goes, comes and he comes. He said, all that I want you to do is to speak the word. He said, speak the word and my servant shall be made whole. And Jesus, Jesus said to the people, he said, for assuredly I tell you, I have not found such great faith, not in all of Israel. I have not found such great faith. You see, Jesus attested to the faith of the guy because you see, this man's servant is in the house. It's in the house. But he had confidence in the authority of the word. You see, the, the, the spoken word has authority. He had confidence in the word. He was a man of authority and he, he understood the efficacy of the word of a man who is a man of authority. Hear this. He was a man in authority. 
and he understood the efficacy. He understood the, 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 the power, the weight that the word of a man in authority carries. And so he said, speak the word. He understood the efficacy of substance. He understood the efficacy of substance. So he said, speak the word. Speak it. He said, for my servant shall be made whole. Do you believe in your own words? Do you believe in the words that proceed out of your mouth? Do you believe in it? Do you believe in your own words? This centurion believed the word of the Lord. He said, speak the word and my servant shall be made whole. And Jesus said, I have not found such great faith. I have not found such. And so there are levels of faith. Now, that servant was, I mean, that master was able to secure the healing of his servant. Even when the sick was not present. Think about it. He was able to secure the healing of his servant even when the sick was not present because he understood the power that is in substance. Speak the word. Jesus said, wow, I have not found such great faith. I have not found such... And so great faith is when you have absolute confidence in God's word. When you have absolute confidence in the word of God that the word will produce... The prevailing circumstance notwithstanding, the word will produce. The same way, in the book of Matthew 15, um, there was uh, a Canaanite woman, you know. Now, there is something that was, that is very amazing. Both the centurion and this woman in the book of Matthew 15, who we call the side of Phoenician woman, where you would say unbelievers. They were not probably, I mean, they were not a part of the commonwealth of, of Israel. They were not from the house of David. But yet, but yet, but yet, they were able by faith to secure great things for those around them. This woman went to Jesus. The daughter had been taken over by a demon in the house. The daughter had been taken over by a demon in the house and she went to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal because she had heard that Jesus was passing through the region of Tyre and Sidon and she went to Jesus for Jesus to heal the, 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 the daughter. Jesus said, it is not suitable for me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Jesus called her a dog and yet she was not phased by it, you know. Um, that did not affect her in any way at all. She said, but the dogs also eat of the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Now listen to this. Oh, this is so wonderful. He knew that the crumbs of the miraculous is still able to bring healing to her daughter. A crumb, a little, you know, a crumb of the supernatural was still able to bring healing to the daughter. And so Jesus looked at her and said, Oh woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you. And the daughter, the Bible says, was immediately healed and the demons left her. Great is your faith. So you need great faith. Sometimes you don't see it, but when faith says yes, God will not say no. You need faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, 
Um, I, 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 I did not have much time to delve into that, but as we continue working the work of faith, we will be, you know, getting deeper into some of these things. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you briefly about faith and the servant of God. Faith and the servant of God. Faith and the servant of God. Now, Jesus says something. I think it is in John 14. Give me John 14 and let me see something there. Give me John 14. John chapter 14 verse, verse, verse 1. I just want to check something there. Aha, uh aha, -huh, uh -huh, good. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. That is all I need. Thank you very much. That's all I need. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. I'm talking to you briefly this morning about faith and the man of God. What is faith? Faith is confidence. Faith is trust. You need to have absolute trust in the prophet of God. As you trust in the Lord, you trust in his servant also. There are so many people who are working with the man of God, but they do not trust the man of God. They do not have confidence in the words of the man. This morning, I want to show you, you see, the Bible says through knowledge that they just be delivered. And ignorance of what scriptures say is not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse. Even in law, they say ignorance is not an excuse. How much more God's word? Ignorance is not an excuse. You know, ignorance is not an excuse. Jesus said, believe in God and believe also in me. Now, understand that when Jesus said that, Jesus um, was in his earthly ministry. And so, in, in Jesus' earthly ministry, they knew him as a prophet. And so, in this case, we are talking about a man of God. We are talking about a prophet of God. We are talking about a servant of God, one that the Lord has placed in your life. This is very important. The things that I'm going to open up to you this morning are very important things. And we do not have much time, so I will implore you to open up your spirit and listen. We find ourselves in the quagmire. Listen, in this season, we find ourselves in the quagmire of faithlessness in the servants of God or in men of God. We find ourselves in this season in the quagmire of faithlessness in servants of God because, obviously, of some people who call themselves men of God in this season but are actually wolves in sheep's clothing this is very important there is no better time for this word there is no better season for this word so open up your heart and listen the fact that there are people who come in the name of the lord but are actually wolves in sheep's clothing does not mean that there are no true prophets The fact that there are people who come in, who, who profess to come in the name of the Lord, but they do not care about the, the souls of men and do not care about the flock, but they care about their own 
um, self-gratification and all that does not mean that they are not true men of God. You know, someone was making a statement and saying, oh, oh you know, uh, everyone comes and say, the Lord sent me, and people traveling, and, 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 and they come and say, the Lord, uh, you know, has sent me. All these people are liars. You are making a big mistake. You are making a big mistake. Look at the currencies of the world. Are there no fake currencies? I remember some time ago in, in South Africa here, the 200 rands, I think it was the 200 rands, uh, the, the 200 rands note, most of them were revoked because they were counterfeit. Because once they, you know, they, they brought the 200 you know, rands bill, most of, there, there were a lot of counterfeits. So you need to understand that there cannot be counterfeit if there are no originals. Because counterfeits are a copy of the original. So you cannot paint all men of God with the same brush because of a few who are, you know, um, displaying their shenanigans. At the end of the day, they will be judged. But that cannot cause you to lose faith. Until tomorrow, God will do nothing without prophets. I know the prophetic ministry and the apostolic ministry has come under such attack in this season as it has never come, you know, as it has never been. But let me tell you something. God can do nothing, and I'll give you a scripture for that, until tomorrow. God will do, not he can, he, you know, not he cannot. He will do nothing without prophets. Because prophets are God's mouthpiece. Are God's mouthpiece. Are God's mouth, God's mouthpiece. When you journey up there to West Africa, where I come from, you know, kings speak through their linguists. They speak through their linguists. And so you can call, you know, um, the man of God, God's linguist. God speaks through the man. God speaks through these people. God speaks through his servants. So you cannot lose faith and lose confidence in the servant of God because of some foolish individuals who do not have any knowledge of spiritual things or even physical, posing themselves as men of God who are actually wolves in sheep's clothing. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because as you believe it, that's what Jesus said. He said, believe in God and believe in me. In other words, believe in God and believe in a servant. Because you can believe in God. If you do not believe in the servant of God, God cannot do anything for you through his servant. Get this, because this is very important. You can believe in God. But if you do not believe in the servant of God, God cannot do anything for you without a servant. We cannot discredit, now listen to this. We cannot discredit or disqualify God's word concerning his servant and what they represent in our lives. Because of a few people who have journeyed elsewhere and created problems or, you know, um, done such great uh, uh, disservice to the body, caused such great destruction, you know, and damage to the body. 
You cannot, because, listen to this, the fact that you say all prophets are false, or all men of, you know, or all those who come and say they are, they are pastors or whatever are not of God, that will not cause God to disqualify or discredit his word. Whether you believe it or you don't believe it, until tomorrow, if you do not have faith in the servant of God, God cannot do anything. I mean, listen, <laughs> Peter and John gets to the beautiful gate. There is a man who is sitting there who is lame. Listen to this. There is a man who is sitting there who is lame. And the man looks at them, wanting to get something from them. And Peter looks at him and says, silver and gold have we none, but such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up. And the man received his healing. He had been sitting there for years upon years. And yet one word, from the heart of a servant of God, of an apostolic uh, uh, grace, brings this man from that position of, of, of lamelessness. I mean, from that position of lame, I mean, lameness. You understand what I'm saying? He said, look, you know, you know, this is what he said. He said, he said, he said, look on us, look on us, look on us. Why did he say look on us? He wouldn't have said look on us if he had nothing to give him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Look on us means expect, expect something good from us. Expect that something good will flow out of my life to be a blessing to you. When we talk of a true man of God, it is this generation that have no understanding, so they look down upon men of God. And they paint all men of God with the same brush. But hey, let me tell you something. If you don't believe, for instance, that I, John Richard, am a man of God, go and look for a, ma a man of God. Because whether you like it or not, God will not do anything without his servants. That's just the truth. Whether you like it, men of God are very instrumental in God's agenda for his people. Men of God are extremely instrumental in God's agenda for his people. That's the truth. God cannot deny his word. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says, if we are faithless, that one who is God remains faithful. And he remains faithful to what? He remains faithful to his word. The Bible says he cannot deny himself. So God cannot give his word and not stay faithful to his word. God can give his word and not stay faithful to his word. Psalm 119 verse 89. Psalm 119 verse 89. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled. It is everlasting. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Listen to this. The word of God concerning his servant is settled. It is settled. Believe in God and believe also in me. It is settled. It is settled. Okay. Have you ever seen God praying for anybody before? Have you ever seen God praying for anybody before? No. But you see men of God pray for people, isn't it? That is how it is. So if the man who is praying for you, you don't have confidence in him, how is his prayers going to materialize in your life? How is his prayers going to ever accomplish anything as far as your life is concerned? How? 
How is his prayers going to accomplish anything? You got to believe. You can't follow and not believe. You cannot follow. Those who follow political parties here and there, and they are very staunch political uh, 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 party supporters, they call themselves comrades. Why are they diehard supporters of certain political parties? Because they know that when those political parties come to power, they will get something. Because they know that they will get something from them. So how do you follow a man and not have faith and confidence in that man? Knowing very well that God will give you something through that man. Let me tell you something. These are very, very important issues. God works with his servants for your profiting. God works with his servants for your profiting. Therefore, if you despise a servant, you forfeit your blessing. And that is why you need to have faith in the man of God. Jesus said, have faith in God and have faith in me. So I'll tell you, have faith in God and have faith in me. If you don't have faith in the man of God, there is no way God is going to do anything for you. And I believe that because that is why some people can come and sit under the feet of a man of God and then they leave and then they go and they say all manner of nasty things as far as the man of God is concerned. Let me tell you something. When you do that, there is no way God can use that man to be a blessing to you. That is just the truth. When you do that, a man that you look at, you, you look up to, for something to flow from his life into your life, you learn to honor. A lot of people don't understand what honor is. And it is not in our position as men of God to come and tell you you must honor. But I believe that when you are a father, you know, the dispensation of the gospel is committed to you. Therefore, you are supposed to position yourself to be able to teach people. You see, you are a teaching priest. Because there are some people, it is because they are ignorant. You know, some time ago, I was in Ghana, and then um, a father of mine in Ghana, called Bishop Bempa, asked me to escort him to a church. So we went to the church, and then uh, he was to have a meeting with the pastor. So we went to, it was an Assemblies of God church, and the pastor was talking to Bishop Bempa about how, you know, the church, the, the, the board, the board are opposing him, opposing his project, opposing whatever he, it is that he wants to do. And, they, and Bishop Bempa looked at him, and I never opened my, I was just sitting there and listening because, I mean, I'm a son, and I'm learning, you know. I, I just sat and listened, and he told the man, he said, you must teach your people. Because sometimes people are not really bad, but it is because they, they, they have not been taught. They have no knowledge. The Bible says you err because you don't know scriptures. In other words, you make mistakes because you don't know scriptures. A man who is positioned in your life to bless you, you learn to honor. A lot of people don't know that. A man who is positioned in your life to bless you, you learn to honor. You don't learn to dishonor because the anointing that, you see, God places his anointing on his servants to bless you. Now, whether you believe that this is true or not, it, it will not change anything. If you like, receive it. If you like, don't receive it. Whether you believe that this is true or not, it will not change anything. But what I'm trying to tell you is, don't listen if it's not from the word of God. But if it is from God's word, open your heart. Because if it is from God's word, then all the scriptures I have read unto you, the Bible says that God cannot deny himself. He is faithful to his word. His word is already settled. So the nonsense that you say will not change anything. What you say about the man of God or about the prophetic ministry or about the apostolic ministry, I said it, or about the evangelistic ministry, about the teaching ministry, I said it will not change anything. Because God can never deny himself. Because some, some quack prophet in some, in, some, in, in, in some corner duped you of whatever, then you lose faith and confidence. You can't do that. 
Because you need that. You need the servant of God to lead you in and to lead you out. And I will give you the scripture for that. God can do nothing without a servant. God can do nothing. God can do nothing. I said, have you ever seen God praying for someone? You have never seen God praying for someone before, but you have seen servants of God praying for. And when you believe the prayers of the servant of God, then God honors his word. The Bible says God honors the word of his servants. That's what the Bible says. God honors the words of his servant. That's what the Bible says. So, now, this may sound hard, but it is true because it is the word of God. God finds his servant. That is why not everyone who comes and says that I'm called by God is truly, go is truly called. God finds his servant and anoints them with his holy oil. Now, what you need to understand is that the holy oil is not for everyone. The holy oil, you see, or let me rather put it this way. This way, you see, okay, the holy oil is not for everyone, but you have a part in the holy oil. The holy oil is not for everyone. Now give me some 89 verse 20. The holy oil is not for everyone. It's for those that God calls specially and anoint, but you have a part in the holy oil from them. This is the word of God, Psalm 89 verse 20. I have found my servant David. I have Found, I have found, saith the Lord, my servant David. He said, with my holy oil have I anointed him. And that is why David was not only a king, he was a priest and he was a prophet. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Give, him the, give me the next verse, please. He said, with whom? Lakute bali shaga. With whom my hand shall be established. So the hand of the Lord is established in his servant for you. He said, also my arm shall strengthen him. So you see, there it is. He said, I have found my servant David. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Now, God anoint his servant with the holy oil for you. God anoint his servant with the holy oil for you. So if you don't have faith in the servant of the Lord, if you don't have confidence in the servant of the Lord, there is no way that holy oil, you know, can, can, can flow into your life. Think about it. Think about it. If you find yourself in a place and you know that God has placed you there, believe in God, but believe in the man of God also. Trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. The fact that the man of God may be a very humble person does not mean you can rub shoulders with him or he's your, he's your co-equal. No, no, no. He's a man who is standing on the mountain. He's standing, he's operating from another dimension, another realm, to be a blessing to you. To be a blessing. That is why Jesus, you know, will ask his disciples to pray. And the Bible says, Jesus will go a bit yonder. You see, that's what the man of God does. He goes further. No man of God is anointed for himself. I always say this. When God anoints his servants, he anoints them for his people. And so, like I said, the holy oil is not for everyone, but you have a part in the holy oil. Because as he receives, as he receives, you receive. Oh, I love this. As he receives, you receive. And so, people in the church who create problems for the man of God, like churches that have got boards, and those boards are always creating problems for the man of God, they do not understand. What did Peter say? What did the servant of God say? They said, it is not suitable for us to, to watch tables. 
That is why when you are chosen by a man of God to do something in the church, you have to do it with all of your heart. So that the man of God does not have to come and worry himself to still come and sort things out because his responsibility is the word and prayer. Because as he, as he looks into the word, he receives revelation which is able to, to change you know, your position. He receives revelation which is able to bless you. And then he also has time to pray for you. To pray for you. That is what our ministry is for. There is no man that God calls for himself. When God calls a servant, he calls a servant for people. Moses was called for the children of Israel. He calls a servant for people. Understand this. It is very, very important. It is extremely important. It is extremely, extremely, extremely important. The man of God and faith. Of faith and the man of God. You got to have confidence in the servant of the Lord. Praise the name of the living God. Now, Exodus chapter 3. We are not going to read. We are not going to read. I'm just going to tell you. You know, uh, 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 that is why God prepares his servant for a very long time. God prepared Moses for 80 years. Before 80 years, before he set him on a course of delivering the Israelites. In Exodus chapter 3, he said, I have heard the cry of my people, Israel, and I'm sending you. Why did God not come back himself to deliver Israel? Why did God not come? He said, you see, because if you hear, then you are the one who does it. You understand? If, when you are in the house and you hear that there is someone who is, you know, there is an intruder, you position yourself. When someone knocks on your door, huh, you, you, are, you are the one who goes to open. When they cried, God heard it. Moses did not hear it. The one that takes steps is the one, what you don't know, you don't care. The one that takes steps is the one who knows. So when someone knocks on your door, you are the one that hears it. You go there to open. God said, I have heard the cry of my people. God heard the cry of his people, but God you know, called a servant to go deliver his people. Why did God not go himself to deliver his people? Why did God? Why did God, why did God, why did God not go himself to deliver his people? Because God cannot work in this terrestrial realm without a body, without someone. And so that is why he calls them. He calls his servant and he anoints them. Nobody who despises a man of God will ever get anywhere. It's just the truth. It is just the truth. Just like if you don't, if you despise your biological father, chances are you are not going anywhere. That's just, it's a man of God. What are you talking about? I, I always tell people, it doesn't matter whether your father is a drunkard or your father didn't take care of you or whatever, you cannot despise him. Because the fact of the matter is he gave, it is his seed that at the end of the day made you. You can't despise what made you. Because what made you can also cause you to more function. That's what the Bible says, obey your parents in the Lord. Honor your father and mother. He said that your days may be longer. And so in other words, when you dishonor your father your, and your mother, your days may be cut short. A lot of people do not understand that. They get some little money, they think they are better than their parents. God opened doors for them to, you know, get some position. Me, naturally, I, I admire people who have, who, who have respect for their parents. Naturally. Naturally, a lot of people, ins I mean, a lot of things inspire me. And one of the things that inspires me about people is when they have got great honor 
for their parents. Because if you do not have great honor for your, for your biological parents, how will you even have for your spiritual father or your spiritual parents? If you can dishonor your biological parents, it is very easy. And then there are also those that a man of God will tell. Any man of God who tells you your mother is a witch or your father is a witch and therefore look down on them, that man of God is a wizard. He himself has no understanding. In, if you are in such an environment, you must run away for your life because there is nothing that is going to. Even if you receive tens of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars by that man's prayer, you will not live to, you will not live to see the fruit of it because your life will be cut short. He's a man of God. What are you talking about? I'm telling you what the word of God is saying. So if you have any question, ask him. That's what, that's what his word says. So many people, and that is why sometimes you must position yourself to address your, your what is the word, your rebellion, and to, and, to, and to bring it under. That's why the Bible says God, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the, to the humble. I don't know what is it that you will get. Sometimes people come to churches, they, they have nothing. A man of God positions himself to pray for them. Then the Lord begins. What you need to understand is that God will have favor on you. That's what scripture, that's what the scripture says. The book of Job 22, uh, 23-33, you know that is my favorite scripture. He said, if there, be a, if there be a messenger for him, an interpreter, then God is favorable. In other words, God is favorable to that man because of a servant. So when a man of God prays for you, God doesn't look at you to do things for you. God honors the prayers of a servant. He, listen to that. God honors the prayers of his servants. So because, of, because now, you know, prayers have been offered for you and some doors have started opening, then you come and you think that now nobody can tell you anything. You've you got to, you know, drop your pride. It's very, very important. It is very, very important because especially this part of the world, you know, people think that nobody can tell them anything. Hey, the man of God may not tell you anything, but the word of God has everything to tell you, I'm telling you. Nobody, you position yourself in a place where nobody can tell you anything. But I'm telling you that you will still come and submit to the word of God. Because the word cannot be broken. That's what the Bible says. Scripture. Okay. So beloved, I'm imploring you. Have faith. Have faith in the servant of the Lord. Have faith in the servant of the Lord. Because there is so much that God has placed in his servant for you. I have had an encounter with a servant of the Lord very graciously and the opportunities that God opened me to and the blessings that that encounter brought, I will not be able to recover from it. I will not be able to recover from it. It is extremely important. Jesus said, believe in the Lord and believe also in me. Believe in the Lord and believe also in me. Believe in the Lord and believe also in me. It is very, very important. Now, Hosea chapter 12, verse 13. Give me Hosea, H-O-S-E-A. Hosea chapter 12, verse 13. The Bible says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of bondage. And by a prophet were they preserved. What does that mean? Keep this scripture there so that those who can see will see. So that those who don't know will also know. By a prophet, Hosea 12, 13. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. Israel is a part of the world. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a symbol of the world. Israel is a symbol of bondage. And so it means that if the Lord brought Israel by the hand of a prophet and preserved them by a prophet, it means what it takes to bring you out of bondage is a prophet. And it is still going to take a prophet for you to be preserved. 
That's how it is. Whether you believe it or not, that's your issue. God cannot deny himself. He is faithful to his word. By a prophet. Why is it that sometimes we take only a part of the word of God and we believe, another part we do not believe? I'm talking to you about faith and the man of God. You got to have faith in the man. By a prophet. The Lord brought Israel out of bondage and by a prophet, Israel was preserved. Numbers chapter 27 verse 16. Give me the scripture. Numbers chapter 27 verse 16. You need a man who will take you in and bring you out. The Bible says, let the Lord, the God of the spirit of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. And that is where we, we get the word set man from. Set a man over the, over the congregation. And so whether you like it or not, uh, there is no democracy in the church. God sets one man. And God, you know, uh, 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 rules in his church through the servant. He said, who may go out before you? In other words, he goes ahead of you. What is he going ahead of you to do? To make every crooked path straight. He says, and go in before them. That means he also goes in to prepare the blessings so that you can, you know, you know go in and, and, and take over. He said, who may lead them out? So he leads you out of bondage. And bring them in, he said. He said, so he leads you out of bondage and bring you into your blessings. He said that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. Now listen to this. One, once you belong to a church, you are a sheep. Once, that is why people say, as for me, you know, with all these things that are going on, I don't go to any church. All that I do is I sit at home and I serve my God. You are backslidden. You are backslidden. Because of all these things that are happening, me, I don't go to any church. Me, there is no man of God that I believed. You are proud. There is it. If I told you without quoting, you know, opening the scripture, you say, and the man of God said, and sometimes they say these things so that, hey, listen, me, I don't need anybody, anything from you. I don't need anything from anybody. So listen to a man who needs nothing from you. But he's telling you the truth. Let the Lord, the God of all flesh, set a man upon his congregation, over his congregation, who will lead them in, lead them out, take them in, and take them out. He said that the congregation of the Lord will not be like a sheep without a shepherd. When, once you get born again, once you get into this kingdom, you are a part of the flock. And when you are a sheep without a shepherd, the bear is coming for you. When you are a sheep without a shepherd, the bear is coming for you. The lions are coming for you. And if you don't take care, you'll be meat for them. You'll be food for them. And so nobody can say, don't, that is why this thing of now, uh, this coronavirus, the government is closing churches and all that. Of course, the government has to do what the government got to do. And we respect the government. But you see, I was thinking about these things that, how do you think that this coronavirus is even going to get out of the shores of this country without prayer or without men of God? I'm telling you. A country that despises men of God will never get it away. I'm telling you. I am telling that. Listen, let me tell you. When you go to the Middle East, the most important people in the Middle East are the sheikhs. The most important people in the Muslim nations are the sheikhs. Are the sheikhs. They don't even let them work. They don't let them do anything. They pay them. From the oil money, they have a share in it. I'm telling you. 
It is because you have no knowledge. Are the sheikhs? Because tell me Muslims without mosque. The mosque is where their confidence is, is where the, is every is, is everything to them. That is why the sheikhs are everything to them. Go to the uh, 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 what is this religion? Uh, uh, Judaism. Go to Judaism. They are priests. Are everything to them. They are priests. Are everything to them. There was someone. There were, you know. I was telling me. Uh, I was being told. Someone was. A man of God was telling me a story about this priest or so who a member of the synagogue gives about thirteen million rands per year or something like that, because they understand it is only in Christianity. That when somebody is able to buy a Christian Louboutin stilettos, they think they are better than the prophet because they get taller. It is only in Christianity that when somebody is able to buy a high heel, she thinks she is better than the man of God because she is now taller than the man of God. You need to understand these things. A lot of people are afraid to talk about the truth. But you know what? Me, if you want to chop my head for the truth, I will position myself... That is, you must pray that I don't call fire for you. But if you want to chop my head for it, hey, I'm ready. I'm already in heaven. You think I care about anything as far as the world is concerned? If I cared about the things of the world, I've been sell I will be selling oil and handkerchiefs and stickers. I don't care about anything as far as this. So I'm telling you the truth. Go to uh, these uh, uh, Indians, uh, the, the Buddhist, uh, 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 Hindu, Hindu, the Hindu temples. In January, they collect all the monies and they give it to uh, their, their priests to relieve. That is a priest who is just standing there and burning candles. <laughs> now, here is a man of God fasting for you, a man of God praying for you, and you, 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 you can't even humble yourself. You cannot receive anything from God if the man of God cannot have faith in a man that you do not honor the man of god may be your friend it doesn't it doesn't mean that he, he he you know you can be familiar with him i'm telling you the man of god may be very humble he may open his arms to you he may open his house to you he may open his treasures to you he may open his heart to you it doesn't mean that you must be familiar that's how it is that is how it is some people don't understand that Others do not have knowledge. And it's because, see, you see, <laughs> you know, before you question, you don't, don't question what you don't understand. Sometimes people talk nonsense. And even, even when you ask them, they have not even read five scriptures, I mean, five verses of scripture. They know nothing. Please, this is the manual of the manufacturer for our lives. And you are going to have to position yourself to read this and understand. Praise the name of the living God. I'm turning the heat up a little bit. Sometimes when you turn the heat, heat up a little bit the 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 hard body chicken is able to cook cook better when you turn that are the way you are yawning i will finish now so you can go and eat you you know when you turn the heat up a little bit then the chicken is able to boil you you are a hard body chicken so that is why i'm turning up the heat so that you can boil very well and be soft even God said he's taking the stony heart out of you so that he can give you a heart of flesh. You are too hard. That is why things, if it, the anointing can't even penetrate your heart. So 
This is very important for you. Hallelujah. They are your teaching priests. Hey, so, so listen to this. Listen to this. Some of you have not traveled, so you don't know things. You know, sometimes as a Christian, as a child of God, you must pray that God can bless you so that you can go on some pilgrimage. Go to Egypt, go to Israel, go to the Middle East, go to Greece, go to all these places, you know, that one way or the other have got physical uh, evidence of, of things that are said in scripture so that you can see. You go to the Middle East. I said their sheikhs are everything. Are everything. Ah. I found myself in a place um, called Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's Abu Dhabi, right? Abu Dhabi, years ago. And then there was a carpet. They took me to this museum, and there was a carpet that they were selling for 22,000 US dollars. One, I said a carpet, it was a rag. Huh? One rag. They were selling for 22,000 US dollars because it is gold encrusted. So I asked the guy, do people buy this? He said, you don't know. We have sold a lot of this and 10%. He said 90% of it, sorry, goes to charity. The sheikh owns that museum. I asked the guy a simple question. The precious Holy Spirit knows I lie not. May God judge me if I'm lying. I asked him a question. I said, your sheikh owns this. And 90% of all that is being sold here goes to charity. He said, I'm telling you, my brother. I said, how do you know? Because you don't control the money, isn't it? He does. So how do you know that 90% goes to charity? Do you know the response the guy gave me? Our sheikh said it. And we believe what our sheikh says. It is only in Christianity. Ah, was it not Elisha? Elisha who told the centurion in 2 Kings chapter 5 to go and dip himself seven times in Jordan? What did the centurion say? He said that where he is coming from, there are better water. There are better pools where he is coming from. So sometimes the man of God tells you one thing, but the demons that have been working and working in your life, they also whisper into your, into your mind and you listen to what they are saying rather than what the man of God is telling you. That's how it is. The man of God says, the Lord says to me, or oh, I feel you must fast. Then the next time we come, you have heaped pop like uh, the Drakensberg mountain. And it's in front of you. You are not listening to prophetic instructions. When you check scriptures, anyone who did not listen to prophetic instructions got destroyed. Go and read scripture. Anyone who did not, who did, anyone, anyone, you see me, I'll never say anything that is not in scripture. Anyone who did not abide by prophetic instructions fell by the wayside. Go and ask men like Uza, who thought there was no power in the prophetic word. So all these things are very important. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20. They are your teaching priests. Isaiah 30, 20. Charlie, I've got a I've got few minutes. Just give me the scripture. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20. And when you sit there, open your eyes. He said, and though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity. Now listen to this. Let's say you have done something against the Lord. And the Lord is so angry with you. And so he decides to feed you. With the bread of adversity. You know, listen to this. Because what I'm, what I'm talking about is... Very, Charlie, Peter, come in and zoom me in. Because these people must hear what I'm telling them. Listen here. Listen here. The Bible says that even though the Lord may give you the bread of adversity. It means that let's say you do something against the Lord. Charlie, zoom a little out so I can look pretty. 
Now, listen to this. The Bible says that even though the Lord may give you the bread of adversity, what does that mean? So that means that you do something against the Lord, for instance. And the Lord is so angry with you. And because he's so angry with you, he feeds you with adversity. There is a revelation here. Don't get, I mean, don't miss it. He feeds you with adversity. In other, it is not all uh, um, problems that you go through that are caused by the devil. Some of the problems, your disobedience also brings them. And so it means that it has got divine imprints on them. For instance, if God says do A, you don't do A, and if you don't do it, this will come upon you. At that particular time, it's not the devil bringing it on you, it's God. God can bless and God can destroy. He destroyed darkness and then he gave way. He is the one he said, uh, Esau, I hate. Jacob, I love. And so he took Esau's blessings and gave it to Jacob. That's God. He said, but, but will you say that there is, there is partiality in God? No, 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 no. But God has people that, does God have people he loves? Of course, God does have people that he loves. What can you do about him? What can you do about that? He is God. You cannot question him. God does what pleases him, just like you do what pleases you. God does what pleases him, and no man can question him about it, including his servants. So he said, even though God may give you, you, because of what you have done, he may give you the bread of adversities. In other words, even though God may bring problems into your life, and the Bible says, and waters of sorrow, shall I give me the scripture? Even though he may give you the bread, he said, even though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, even though the Lord may afflict you, he said, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. Shall I give it to me in the, in, the, in the old King James? Sometimes the new King James, it doesn't do justice to the word. Give me the old King James, Charlie. Because your old King James means KJV, King James Version. Take the N and then get me the KJV. Here is it. The Bible says, even though the Lord will give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not take, yet shall, yet shall not thy teachers be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes will see your teachers. Next verse. And your ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. What does that mean? He said, even though the Lord will give you the, the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, he will not take your teachers away from you. In other words, he will not move your teachers away. He said, you, oh boy, I love. He said, he will not move your teacher, your teacher. Listen to this. He will not move your teacher into a corner. And what that means is he will bring affliction on you. He will bring this on you. But there is no way one disservice he will not. He said, even if he punishes you and continues to punish you, even if he gives you a punishment you have never had, one punishment he will never give you is to take your teachers away from you. Why? Because the teacher, now listen to this, this is very important. The teacher is the one that it is going to take to deliver you from that affliction. Because the teacher will teach you the way out of the affliction. Don't forget all the scriptures we have read. The Lord will give you a man. He will lead you in and lead you out. He opens these things up to you and take you out of the affliction. It takes a teacher. It takes a teacher. That is why this year, me, those who are not serious, I'm not going to be serious about them at all. You want to serve God anyhow, that is your problem. That is your, if you are not serious, I will not be serious about you. You come to church when you like, we will not follow you. Your house will not receive our whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It is your issue. If you are not serious with God, God will not be serious with you. That is it. 
So if teachers were not important, God would have taken them away. But the Bible says God is so, he is so compassionate. It doesn't matter how much affliction he brings on you. He will not take your teachers away from you. Your teachers are important. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. I said your teachers are what? Your teachers are important. Now, let me give you this. I think I'm almost done. If I'm not done here, we will still continue tomorrow, you know. Uh, let's look at Samuel and Saul. And you find that, we are not going to read Kojo. We will find that in 1 Samuel chapter 9 and 10. Now listen to this. Saul was a donkey chaser. You know the story. He had an encounter with Samuel the prophet. At the end of the day, the prophetic grace came upon him. He even began to prophesy until people were asking, is Saul also a prophet? But of course, you know, Saul was not a prophet. Saul was not a prophet, but Saul prophesied because of a prophet. Get this. Some of you nowadays, when you sleep, the Lord has been giving you visions and revelations. He has been showing you things about your enemies. It is because of the grace that is upon the man of God. Because listen, when a man of God lays his hands on you and rebukes something, you know, um, um, from your life, remember that that same hands also causes the grace, of the, the grace that is upon the man to remain in your life. That is why the sons of the prophet becomes prophets. That's how it is. Because you become a partaker. And in scripture, there is such a thing as sons of the prophet. Even though today people, people have destroyed that because of Papa, Papa prophesy, Papa go deeper, Papa prophesy. Not knowing Papa was a crook. But the thing is, irrespective of that, God will never deny himself. Irrespective of some little few who has come to create such, cause such damage in Christendom, that will not cause God to deny his word. Hey, I may make mistake. You may wake up, you know, someday and realize that the man of God is involved in one scandal or the other, and I may make the greatest mistake and cause the greatest shipwreck, but that does not mean the word of God is not true. Human beings may make mistake. Anybody can make mistake, but that does not mean the word of God is not true. The word of the Lord is sure. And the end, his word concerning his servant will not change. It will not change just like his word concerning your blessing will not change. Praise the name of the living God. Now, so in scripture, kings were anointed by prophets. Every king had a prophet. In scripture, every king, and I'm going to tell you a story. Maybe I will use that to close this and then we will, we will continue tomorrow. In scripture, every king had a prophet. Every king had a prophet. Because kings were anointed by prophets. You could not rule without the anointing. And that means you could not rule without a prophet. Kings always had prophet next to them. And those who despised them failed. Those who despised the prophet, they failed. Dada, go ahead, go ahead and put the thing down. Those who, who despised the prophet, those who despised them, they failed. You see, Dada has already brought the communion. He is signaling, Papa, you have to close because they are going to have a banquet, isn't it? So, so you know, that's what he was saying. You see, so this is, uh, this is extremely important. The kings that despised the prophet, their lives were cut very short. They couldn't rule because you need a prophet. Look at Asa, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12. The Bible says when Asa got diseased in the 37th or so year of his reign, he got sick. Instead of consulting the prophet of God, he went and consulted physicians. The Bible says so he died. Amos 3.7, let me rush through this. God does not do a thing without revealing it to his servants, the prophets. This suggests that without a prophet, you will not know what God is doing. That is it. You will know, if you don't know what God is saying, you will know what God is doing. So without a prophet, that can happen. It took a pro Okay, let me leave this probably for tomorrow. 
and then we will, we will also take some from there. Now, let me tell you something. Now, a king cannot rule without a prophet. A king cannot rule. And there is a kingly dimension to you. A king cannot rule without a prophet. You know, in Russia, there was a family, I think it was called the Romanov, the Romanov family or so. And they had ruled Russia for 300 years. As a monarch, just like the British monarchy, the Dutch monarchy and all that. Before there was democracy, remember that uh, nations were ruled by monarchs. That is why even in Africa, monarchs are still respected. If you go not very far from here to Swaziland, the leader of, of, of the Swazi people is a king. You see, so the the Romanov family. Uh, now Russia was ruled by a guy from the Romanov family. Like I said, they have ruled Russia for about three hundred years, and his name was Nicholas Nicholas Alexander Romanov, I think. And that is what brought the Russian Revolution and ended the Russian monarchy. And there was some false prophet that got in there. His name was called Grigory Rasputin. And this guy hijacked the palace. And at the end of the day, brought the monarchy to an end. It also means that if you have a false prophet in your life, you're dead. And that Grigory Rasputin, one man, brought an end to a whole monarchy. Then they they did. There was riots and others stood up to topple the monarchy. The monarchy was toppled and the man, the, the king and his wife, and I think four kids, three girls and a boy, they were all assassinated. And that ended the, Roma, the Romanov rule of Russia. So that's how it is. That is why you got to open your heart for God to give you, for God to give you, for God to give you a true teacher, a true teacher of the word. A true teacher of the word. A true teacher. You, you can't say, as for me, I'm just going to a church where we just pray or where it is just the prophetic. Without the word, both prayers and the prophetic are weak. A prophet who doesn't have the word of God is full of lies. Because the word is what serves as a check to the prophetic grace. Faith and the prophet of God and the man of God. You need to have confidence in the man of God because without you having faith in the man of God, nothing will happen.